Chapter Three of New Adventures of Alice by John Ray. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Three: The Peevish Printer. It makes me sick, absolutely sick! Exclaimed a small peevish voice at Alice's elbow. They ought to have let me print them some neat handbills to stick up at every corner instead of having all this hubbub turning alice saw a little spectacled man almost bald with a very inky apron and the dirtiest hand she had ever seen she simply couldn't help looking at them a little disapprovingly as her mother looked at hers sometimes he did not seem to notice her reproving glance however but continued to exclaim it makes me sick more bitterly than before now putting his hands over his ears as if to shut out the din made by the town crier's bawling and the noisy bell of course when he did this his ears and cheeks became almost as dirty as his hands and alice found herself saying now just look at your face don't be ridiculous said the little man how can i look at my face that's for you to do there are no mirrors in this town anyhow even if i wanted to look at my face which i don't you see king cole but that's a long story perhaps i have it with me i'm a printer as you may have guessed that is i'm a printer most of the time fair time i sell pies have to make a living somehow you know oh then you're the pie man exclaimed alice yes but pastry purveyor would have sounded much better don't you think so looked well in print too he had been fumbling in his pocket and now fished out a folded sheet of very soiled paper which he carefully spread out on the grass that isn't it i'm afraid he murmured but it will do pretty well it was the strangest page of print alice had ever seen she could make nothing of it except the title at the top which was printer's pie in very black capital letters but even that's spelled wrong she said to herself it should be pie p-i-e the rest was a jumble of letters and figures and punctuation marks of all kinds and sizes something like this printer's pie colon seven y x u m l l q comma comma f f neo s n six u r i f u s s i o p eight minus period period four pa fifty five n percent at capital w parenthesis h semicolon t p number nine colon b e i c period comma question mark s i period minus s p v h r minus five period capital x u fram t u p l number seven period minus parenthesis minus v d g s y a i n b y p t period semicolon dollar pound sign t c b y j o colon semicolon b f h y capital s r v t g y number three minus four parenthesis seven period a comma zero h f six percent c r v hin number two period yuth forty three apostrophe backslash colon p period capital i g and question mark b six h five g four c dollar two x minus n v b g perhaps it's a puzzle it looks very interesting and like some foreign language said alice doubtfully but what does it mean that's what i was hoping you'd be able to tell me said the printer thoughtfully tapping the paper as though to shake the jumble of letters into some more readable arrangement children usually know all about pie you see, I have to print this sort of thing now and then, just to keep busy now that they have a town crier. He added apologetically. I wish I had a piece of apple pie right this minute. 
sighed Alice, suddenly reminded that she was very hungry in spite of the two flying buns she had eaten. You ought to have come at fair time, you know, said the printer. But perhaps we can manage it. It's only a matter of spelling, after all. He drew from the huge pocket in his apron a very compactly folded up little printing press and some small sheets of paper found an E which he inked with the palm of his hand and printed it carefully after the P.I. of the title, making it pie. They're kicking up such a noise, I almost forgot how to spell, he muttered to himself. Don't want to see you go hungry, though, and I'll do the best I can for you. But show me first your penny, he added absent-mindedly. While he talked, he had been tearing the paper into the form of a scalloped circle like this, an outline of a pie with P.I.E. printed on it, and finally handed it to her. Alice was somehow not in the least surprised that the paper pie had become brown and warm and fragrant, and the letters P.I.E. had turned into the usual row of cuts in the crust. She handed him a penny, which he took and examined with great interest, turning it over and over and murmuring in a hoarse whisper, Very pretty. Very pretty. A good likeness, too. Very good indeed. Alice had noticed that his voice had been growing hoarser and hoarser as he talked. It was now scarcely audible. When he had thoroughly examined the coin, he put it back into her hand, pushing it away without a word when she tried to return it to him. He then started setting type with great rapidity, and slipping a small piece of paper into the press, he jammed down the lever, raised it again, and pulled out this neatly printed little slip. I said, show me your penny, not give me your penny. Oh, said Alice. So you did. This seemed to her a strange way of carrying on a conversation, but, after all, she said to herself, it's really a very nice sort of game. I wonder if he usually talks this way. The printer seemed to have read her thoughts, for in the twinkling of an eye he had printed another little slip like this. Well, in the first place, as you see, my voice is rather weak. It very rapidly becomes a whisper, so to speak. Just think how handy it might be to print, instead of talk, if I should fall into the sea. Help, help, I'd never squawk. Not I. I'd print some circulars. In bold-faced type display. Your kind assistance is required. I'm sinking in the bay. Or, if I took to me a wife, stone deaf, of course, you see, in converse, then, how indispensable my press would be. That sounds very reasonable, I must say, mused Alice. Of course it's reasonable, said, or rather printed, the peevish printer petulantly. Then something seemed to occur to him. He smiled mysteriously and printed this. That tiny type looks just like a whisper, thought Alice. This is a secret. I'm the man who printed Mother Goose. This is a rhyme the poet wrote about me. Printer man, printer man, print me a book. Tell what a great man am I. Make me a hero by hook or by crook, or I'll beat you and blacken your eye. I didn't just like that one, especially the part about beating me, so I simply left it out. You see, I might have been twice as famous. There's just the pie man rhyme about me now. Then, too, I wasn't too anxious to be known as the printer of the book, either. The poet who wrote the rhymes has had to live in hiding for years. Some folks didn't like what he said about him and wanted to kill him. And they might have felt the same about me for printing what he wrote. I don't know as I'm exactly proud of being classed with that Mother Goose crowd anyway. They're a mixed lot. Beggars, pigs, and pipers, and very few gentlemen among em, you'll notice. Alice had noticed that the crowd gathered about the down crier in the street was a strangely assorted lot, though all looked familiar, tall and short, fat and thin, beggars and fine folk, and a great many quaintly dressed old women and children. Pigs, cats, dogs, crows, and other beasts and birds seemed to mingle with the rest on equal terms. One neatly shaven pig she noticed coming out of a shop, over the door of which hung a sign, I, shaven, barber and wig maker. 
she had been so interested in the printed conversation game that she had almost forgotten to eat her pie which lay on the grass beside them what a dear little brown pie how good it will taste she thought Mm-mm. i bet you eat it all before it's all cold she thought and politely started to offer a bite to the printer but saw that he was furiously busy printing a lot of little circulars on bright red paper then thrusting one into alice's hand so excitedly that he caused her to drop the pie he dashed off into the crowd distributing his red circulars right and left in mad haste even the bellman stopped his din in amazement alice looked at the scarlet sheet and read in huge capitals fire 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 end of chapter three